0: Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All
1: right, once again, welcome to Industrial Talk. And as you can tell by the buzzy buzz in the background, we are broadcasting on-site Fabtech 2022, Atlanta, Georgia, and again... It's spectacular, and if you don't put this on your calendar for next year, and if you're missing out, you're missing out big time. Next year is going to be bigger and better, and we're going to have all that, I guess, scheduling information out there on industrialtalk.com. Now, in the hot seat, Andrew Roblin, Epicor ERP conversation, because we need it and you need it. Let's get cracking. Yeah. I can't even say have you had a good conference because you're the first one out (laughs) of the gate. And you'd you'd be lying. (laughs) Yeah. So how are you doing? And it's a
0: pleasure meeting you. I'm doing great. I'm very happy to be here, Scott. I'm uh, really impressed with the show so far. I heard that the numbers are going to be back to the 2018 levels. So that's pretty impressive. What what is that number? Uh, I'm not sure what the number is, but uh, there's a lot of people here.
1: So not. far, we, like we, you know, we were scrambling just to get here. What? We, hall A. We're in Hall A, and we were just scrambling to get here, just to set up. So we haven't even been to B and C. Is okay. There, yeah. Like two yeah, more, right?
0: That's right. Yeah, we're in uh, the A hall right here. Yeah, we are. Uh, we have actually a booth in uh, in Hall B, and uh, then there's a Hall C as well.
1: <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. I'm all giddy. Living the Discovery Channel dream. Okay. Before we get into the, the the Epicor Software Corporation conversation. Give us a little background on Andrew and why you're such an incredible professional.
0: <laughs> All right, Scott. Well, <laughs> let's see. I guess I've been in the manufacturing space for a long time. When I was making my way through college, I actually worked in a manufacturing injection molding plant in my summer. So that was kind of fun stuff. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with that. that oh, yeah. Industry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: sadly, I'm. Old and I've been around a lot.
0: <laughs> there you go. And then I, I started working for uh, a company called CMS Software in uh, in about uh, 1998. CMS. CMS. So it was an ERP software company. Yeah. Still an Epicor product today, focused on the automotive industry. So that's ah, my right, right,
1: right, right, right. Mm-hmm. right. And and so you've been. With Epicor for a long time.
0: A long time. I've done professional services, so helping customers put ERP in. I was a solution engineer, helping sell the software. Has it yeah. has
1: it changed dramatically? Implementations oh, oh, have yeah. changed dramatically. <laughs> yep, I
0: think so. Yep. Uh,
1: and and I and not to say that it's easy. No, I'm not. Nope. Don't even think about it. I'm not saying it. Uh, it requires incredible professionals. Oh. But I think that it's to a point where this is doable. Because oh, yeah. when 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 I was, and my team were implementing uh, ERPs, you had, you know, custom interfaces and and the data cleaning would like, yeah, I don't want to do that, you know. So let's dive into Epicor. What is, uh, let's say, Epicor's core capability outside of ERP? What industries are you focused in on?
0: Yeah, good question. So, kind of at a high level, we are anyone that makes, sells, or 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 uh, or buys things. So, think manufacturing, distribution, retail. On the manufacturing side, which I think your audience is probably most interested in, would be fabricated metals would be a big one. Uh, industrial machinery would be uh, be another uh, really big one as well.
1: Why is this important for companies to say, hey? I, I need a system, and I need a system that uh, can handle whatever the financials, uh, yeah. the purchase, the whatever it does. Do you get into also asset management and yep. tracking those, uh, yeah, those assets as well?
0: Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I, I think it's really important to be able to run your business. Uh, do things like being able to control your inventory, uh, control things like orders, make sure your shipments are getting out on time, You know, things like real-time visibility now. Something that we probably dreamed about 20 years ago, right? Now that's critical yeah. to make business decisions, right? Out there.
1: Do you find that, uh, let's just sort of lay it on the table, there's always a, um, a human resource challenge. And I think yeah. that there's, there's this churn that takes place. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew, but I believe that there is a necessity to have that visibility because there's just coming and going of
0: people. Yep, 100% agree with that. I'm actually speaking tomorrow about uh, the labor shortage and yeah. how uh, an MES solution can help with that. So I'll
1: uh, hold it. You, you, threw out an, you, you threw out an <laughs> I- uh, acronym, MES. What does that stand for?
0: Yeah, so MES stands for a manufacturing execution system. So it's about uh, connecting to machines, Scott, gathering information in an automated M
1: E S. Yep. See? I've done 5,000 of these things and I still are learning and learning <laughs> you know, MES.
0: Manufacturing execution system, you got wow. it. Yeah? Now, what What do you mean by that? Yeah, so think about uh, taking the human equation out of things a little bit, right? Most people on the shop floor without an MES solution, they're maybe writing things down about counting things, you know, they're doing all that manually, they're transposing numbers if they're writing things down. Well, an MES solution is connecting to the machines and gathering information in an automated fashion. So, when the machine cycles, you know, it can say a part just got made. Simple as that. So,
1: it, so it's in line with that digital uh, transformation journey that people yep. are having, and, and it's the IoT, IIoT, yep. uh, you know, world that we are living in.
0: Hundred percent. Yep. The, the the
1: when we start talking about uh, resources and the challenges, you're going to be speaking here on that. What are some of the, the salient points in your conversation so people understand? It is a challenge, but help us understand a little
0: bit. Yeah, well, I, I think there's a few things. Uh, I think the latest stat is there's over 800,000 unfilled manufacturing jobs as of October in the United States. 800,000? I think the number's 806,000. <laughs> I like the fact that it got it to 6,000. <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
1: just, I'll just round down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So people are having trouble finding. They're having trouble finding people. In 2021, something like 47 million people left their jobs.
1: Again, say that again.
0: In in 2021, 47 million people left their jobs. They either retired or moved to a new job. 47 million.
1: I, as I, pardon me, as I write these stats down. Yeah. 47 mil. Yep. Left. So all of a sudden, we're 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 in a deficit,
0: big big time deficit, right? Yeah. And, and these people are, you know, in the old days, people were happy to get a job. They would go put their application in and and, and hope that get that job. Now people are a lot more picky, right? They're looking for better wages. They're looking for better work conditions, better benefits. You know, so they're, they're some of them have left manufacturing because they maybe find more stability in, uh, say, distribution during the whole COVID. Uh, Pandemic that we had.
1: For wow. Mm-hmm. So with that, with that, yeah. with that stat, what are what are some of the the, the solutions for? We, we've got to manufacture. We've got to be committed to it. We've got to.
0: Yep. What 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 are we doing? How do we mitigate? It? Yeah, I think I think companies are doing lots of things. I mean, they're looking at. Um, Putting in training programs, you know, making sure there's some kind of advancement path for people, that's what they want to see. Adding like non-monetary uh, benefits like uh, maybe mental health days, for example, right? Things like that.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what that sounds like. I mean, <laughs>
0: it's like, mental health day? Well, yeah. Oh. They don't want to pay them anymore, right? They don't want to give them any sick days, right. but they could take so many mental health days, maybe unpaid leave, for example, during the year, right? I did. I, 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 yeah, so things I, like that. Didn't understand that. Now, that's amazing. Yep, yep. And then I think software is helping, right? So yes. software is, a, I think that is a big thing that's helping. I'm talking about a manufacturing execution system specifically. So things like onboarding new employees, right? Uh, you can have things like guided digital operating instructions. You, you mentioned you used to do some welding back in the day, I think, Scott. Is yeah, right? long ago. I, I. Yeah.
1: We just discovered fire, and then we realized we could weld.
0: <laughs> so imagine if you had you know, a digital instruction that you could visualize about what you needed to do from a welding perspective. Uh, but Andrew, did. there's
1: a lot of heavy lifting with that, right? Yeah. I mean, there's just, I mean, you, you got to create that whole uh, ability do. to onboard and then and, and yep. be able, and then uh, yep. keep up with it because things change, right? Just like industry as a whole, yeah, it, they it, it just changes so rapidly. Yep. Does your system allow for that nimble capability of saying, hey? Yesterday, we were uh, sipping lattes. Today, we're going to be doing uh,
0: whatever. And, and, I mean, you have to be able to do that. Uh, fee- yeah, absolutely. We're always looking at that. We're, uh, we listen to our customers a lot as well. They have good ideas out there for advancements. And we're always listening to what analysts are saying and, and trying to stay ahead of the curve to make sure our software is at the leading edge of uh, manufacturing businesses. Does Epicor
1: have a sort of a, a, a user group they type of... You know, feel and use, uh, you, hey, come on over here, user group, and then we're going to be able to sort of talk about how we do XYZ.
0: Yeah, so we have like an online user group, and then they have uh, regional in person user group meetings, and we have a really cool thing I like a lot. It's called Epicore Ideas. So the yeah. idea is, yeah. a customer, one of our customers has an idea, they can post that idea on a portal, and it's kind of like crowdsourcing. Everybody within the Epicore group can see that idea. And potentially vote on if that's uh, if that's something that they'd like to see. Oh, the
1: because I was going to ask, what is the, the evaluation criteria for yep. for Epicor to say, hey, that's a good idea, but you want the user community to say? We
0: want their involvement. You got
1: it. it. It's not just scott's uh, desire to have that particular <laughs> field it's it's part of the user community
0: yeah that's really important to us we like to say you know that our software is made for you with you right because we're trying to get that feedback from from customers and they're really influencing the direction the product is going
1: future hat time where do you see it going what do, what are you seeing i mean you're constantly improving and you're constantly refining the uh platform your epicor software yep where do you see it going?
0: Yeah, I think there, I think there's a few things, right? So recently we've, we've added a, a module called Automation Studio to allow our customers to connect to peripheral systems that they have, right? So if they're using maybe like a Salesforce or something like that, easy connectors into that and then into Epicor. I think that integration side is going to be really important in the future.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and being an old salty dog, I remember you always had those custom... uh, interfaces, you go to a client and the client says, all our legacy systems are the most important things in the face of the earth (laughs) and I need to connect them and and then you're saying, okay but it's going to require these custom interfaces and it's going to cost X, now with APIs and and the ability, it it just allows for the ability to be able to connect those precious
0: legacy (laughs) systems that's right, yeah yeah, absolutely. And then the cloud would be the other thing I think is uh, ah. important, right? So, again, we think we, 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 we want to be the cloud vendor of choice for the markets that we serve. So, you know, the people that we have here at the show being a good example.
1: I think I think the country of uh, Australia will be just one big cloud farm eventually.
0: <laughs> we, we were in, uh, 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 I,
1: I think, Disney Springs. Yep. And, of course, there's always people just clicking and videoing. It goes to a cloud. I don't know how they do that. (laughs) But you do, because that's why you're Andrew and you're Epicor. All right. How do people get a hold of you? And they're saying, "Doc it, Andrew's speaking my my
0: purpose. Absolutely. Just get a hold of me at A-Robling, A-R-O-B-L-I-N-G, at epicor.com, E-P-I-C-O-R. Andrew was wonderful.
1: you got to agree with me on that, right, listeners? That was fun. Thanks, man. You are awesome. All right you're not we're going to have andrew's contact information out on industrialtalk.com you need to reach out to this gent at least have a conversation chirpy chirpy all right once again we're we're broadcasting from fabtech atlanta georgia it is a buzz, buzzing buzzing as you can tell in the background we're going to have more great conversations shortly so stay tuned we will be right back you're
0: listening to the industrial talk podcast network
1: All right, another one in the can. Thank you very much again for joining Industrial Talk. Andrew Robley. Epicor is the company. You got to reach out to him. Go out to industrialtalk.com. Get all his contact information as well as the company information. And uh, have a chat or chirp a bit. It's it's all going to be good. So reach out to Andrew. And uh, I want to put this on your calendar again, once again. You need to go to FabTech. You need to be a part of that event. I think it's in Chicago this year, and um, yeah, it won't disappoint. And it's huge. And it has solutions everywhere. And uh, the level of passion from the industrial representation there who off the charts. They definitely want to solve your problem. So, put that. Look at FabTech 23, big time. Also. A plug for Mercy Chefs. Again, worked with these uh, this organization in the past, excellent, and uh, what they do is they run to areas of the world that are experiencing some serious difficulties, and they feed them. They feed them with great food. They're passionate about delivering that food. They're passionate about putting smiles on the face because they want to feed the body and definitely the soul, and they do it. Big hearts. Go out to Mercy Chefs. I got all the contact for them out on Industrial Talk. All right, be bold, be brave. Dare greatly. Hang out with Andrew. And yeah, you're going to change the world. Thank you very much. We got, we have more coming from Fabtech. I know, it's, it's just saying, Scott, when is this Fabtech ever going to end? It's never going to end because they're great people. So be on the lookout for more Fabtech.